Mic check. Holy shit, this weekend has been fucking nuts. Alright. Like, straight up fucking nuts. Because there's been a lot of shit that's happened. Uh, some of it really fucking cool, and some of it not as much. I'm going to discuss some stuff that's not music related. And, you know, if you don't want to hear that, that's fine. You can skip ahead. Um, I need to discuss the fact that... Um, Professional wrestling is fun as fuck. Um, and I haven't been as excited for it um, in a very long time as I am now. Last week, I went to my first two AEW shows, and I had probably the best time I ever have at a wrestling event. I was at Dynamite, and I was at the very first Rampage uh, in Pittsburgh, and dear God, do we blow the fucking roof off of that place. Probably wouldn't have seen me on TV or anything, because I was higher up in the sections, and that's fine. It doesn't matter. I had such a good time. And um, shout out to my friends Jack and Haley for, for getting me there. It was so fucking fun. I haven't yelled that much at a wrestling event in a long time. The one on Friday um, with, a, uh, with a title change was fucking bonkers they knew how to how to open that show but I bring this up because not only was I excited about that but I was excited about this past week in something that I never thought I'd see before and that was the return of CM Punk if you don't know who that is he was a very prominent indie wrestler in the early 2000s and then signed to WWE signed to the ECW brand eventually came over to the main roster one of the most famous um, promos about him was his pipe bomb. He basically broke the fourth wall on a lot of stuff. And the famous match with him and John Cena at Money in the Bank 2011 in Chicago. I was at his last match in WWE, and we didn't know it was his last match. It was the Royal Rumble in 2014. We didn't know it was his last match. He performed... Had the match of the Rumble. The next day, he showed up to Raw and then said he was going home. He wasn't even, he didn't even show up on the show. So it was like rampant speculation for so long. And seven years later, there were just the rumors bubbling that maybe, maybe, maybe CM Punk would come back to wrestling. And a lot of doubt for a lot of us. And then the doubt just seemed to ease up more and more and I haven't cried for wrestling in a very long time and I cried at the beginning of Rampage this week I cried when those first notes of call to personality hit I was sp I didn't talk I didn't talk for 10 minutes I sat there tears silently streaming down and it made me excited and I haven't been excited for wrestling in a long time I spent a month getting caught up on AEW just so that I knew it was going in 
uh, or what was going on going into the shows that I went to, and now I'm, there's no way that I can just stop watching it. Great action. Storylines are pretty damn good. But having CM Punk, who is the person who basically introduced me to what Straight Edge was, having him back, top-notch. So if you guys don't watch wrestling, I'm sorry, but that's I needed to get that out of the way. We can also talk about SummerSlam real quick. That was a thing that happened last night, and it was fucking. It was a really fucking good show. Shout out to uh, Becky Lynch for coming back after being away for over a year and uh, defeating Bianca Belair in 26 seconds. I was like, oh, that's a big surprise. Oh, are they getting rid of Bianca as champion because maybe something's not working? And then I go on Twitter and see everybody saying that Bianca's getting the Kofi treatment. And for those who don't know, Kofi Kingston first um, first African-born WWE champion. Had a pretty stellar run for about six months. Lost to Brock Lesnar in nine seconds. No offense at all. That was two years ago. And people are thinking that the same thing happened now. My issue is maybe that is the case. But unfortunately, a lot of these wrestlers don't have the say to say no. They're not able to. Similar thing happened with uh, the Raw Women's Champion, Nikki A.S.H., almost a superhero, because that's the thing. Losing uh, her title that she won last month in a triple threat match against Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. Charlotte is just slowly creeping up on her dad's record. I wouldn't be surprised if they pass it up for her. Could have been John Cena last night. John Cena and Roman Reigns had a fucking banger of a match. Did I think that Cena was going to win? No. Did I want him to win anyways? Yes. (laughs) And then we got Brock Lesnar at the very end of it, and I don't know how to feel. Because Lesnar is just a very polarizing figure for me. I don't know. We'll see what happens. That's me done with wrestling talk. (laughs) I just needed to get that out. Let's talk about an album that I got in that I finally got to listen to. I was excited for it, so I didn't even hesitate. When I say I got it in, that's kind of a lie. I don't have a physical one in. It was emailed, a downloadable copy. And it's not even the full version. But The Joker with his Coming Home album, his album for the Juggalos, came out on Wednesday. And he did that so people could listen to it on their way to the gathering. Props. Apparently some of the tracks are not the final versions or the the album itself. You can get it as a free download on his site, which is very cool. Um, But it does not have um, the unique tracks that are going to be on each album that, you know, have a... The, like the ode to the first or the ode to the second or something like that so if you want to hear those you obviously have to get the full physical version which you can get at makejuggalosgreatagain.com but uh, if you just go on his site sign up for the emails you can get a free copy of the gathering edition which has its own unique um, cover it's honestly a really fucking solid album I, I told you guys before that I bought his entire discography at once 
um, was it last year or earlier this year? And I really dug most of his stuff. Some of the newer stuff wasn't quite my liking, but I still like him as an artist. The new album, uh, there are some some re-released things on there. Uh, primarily the song Slap Happy, which is a fun song, mind you. It's a great song. And two skits. One is called Jack Dawson, which is actually the Titanic, parentheses, I'm Dumb AF skit. I think that was from the Confirmation Collection 2, I think. And Press 1, which Press 1 is a like three-minute long skit. And you guys know I have never been stingy about my opinions on skits. This is one of the greatest fucking skits ever. Like, I'm, I'm dead serious. If I'm telling you that it's worth listening to, that should mean something. Fucking check it out. It's great. <laughs> so, the rest of the album is typically a Juggalo record. And there is a, you know, the title track, Coming Home, is kind of a reference to I'm Coming Home from Riddlebox. It has a light interpolation of it, but it's not really a cover. There is, however, a cover slash reimagining of Ninja that's really fucking good. It's it's pretty name interesting how he how he updated it for for him, and I like it a lot. I don't like his attitude towards the people who haven't been purchasing the record. I get it. This is it's him fully independent. And he's been getting shit on for so long um, in his personal life and whatnot. But his attitude towards the people who haven't purchased the album because maybe they don't take it seriously. I think that there could have been better use of words. And I'm saying this because I'm seeing what he's posted on, on YouTube and shit. And you know what? If... God forbid, I don't think the Joker's going to listen to this. If you hear this and you don't like my opinion of that, fine. You can bitch me out. <laughs> you can say fuck you. But hey, I did buy the album. I bought six copies. You know, I've been patient. I've been looking forward to it. And I haven't been disappointed. I just think that the reaction could have been handled a bit better. But yeah, if you want to check it out, go and... Uh, Go to his official site. It's not to make Juggalos great again. That's how you buy a copy of the album. But if you want that free, uh, quote-unquote, gathering edition, find that on his site. Give it a listen. It's it's. I think it's it's worth free alone. <laughs> a couple albums that have been announced or stuff that came out or whatever. James Garcia, formerly known as Young Wicked, with his new album called Activated coming out this coming Friday. This fucking Friday. I'm pretty sure that this got announced right after my last mic check. And, um, yeah. The day that there was a new Super Famous Funtime Guys track featuring Young Wicked, it was announced that he is now going by his uh, real name, James Garcia. That's fine. I, I don't mind that. There's people that are hating on it. Fuck it. It's it's him. Let him do what he wants. But it sounds like he's shifting away from like an underground sound. Maybe not necessarily an underground sound, but he's definitely shifting away from horrorcore. 
And he's been doing that for a while, so I don't see why people are, are losing their fucking minds. I know a lot of people don't like the logo for his name because they say he ripped off Metallica. It's whatever. I think it's cool. <laughs> but he does have a new record coming out this coming Friday called Activated. It features nobody from Magic Ninja. Um, he's currently on tour with Jelly Roll right now. And I think, from what I've been hearing, he's only played some of his old stuff, and he's been primarily playing stuff from the new record, I guess, to get people excited for it. So, I don't know. Jelly Roll is coming to Pittsburgh uh, legitimately the day before Thanksgiving. I don't think I'm going to be able to go, unfortunately, because of work. If I could go, I would, because I should have seen Jelly Roll a couple of years ago, actually, um, with Yellow Wolf. <laughs> But unfortunately, he got in a car accident, couldn't make it to Pittsburgh. But I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Young Wicked is always good. I'm just very intrigued at what the record's going to sound like because obviously he's shifting a little bit, and Magic Ninja is totally fine with him doing the shift, which is cool. Um, I guess we'll see. I, I just, I really hope that there is no anti-mask or anti-vaccine rhetoric on there because he does it on his fucking IG stories and I'm goddamn tired of it for fuck's sake. Anyways, the album's called Activated. comes out this Friday, uh, the 27th. And next up is another MNE uh, release and that's Gibby Stites. We're getting his first uh, LP on Magic Ninja called Welcome to Illville. Comes out on September 17th. Also, no MNE features. I don't even know if there's any features on it at all. There might be one, but it's it's not MNE. It's I, I'm kind of surprised that they're going that route because obviously his EP had Madrox featured on, I think, five tracks, four or five tracks, and now we get nothing. And yes, obviously on the debut, you want those guest features to help draw attention, but I'm very, very surprised that they didn't put at least one track with Jamie Madrox on there, you know, since that's Jamie's protege. I have an issue about the setup for this, and first off, you can get both albums, both ones I just mentioned. Um, you can purchase them at the same time for like 10% off, which is cool, but you don't get them both until Gibby's album comes out, so you got to wait three weeks on that James Garcia album. That made me kind of salty, so I... Personally, I already ordered James Garcia. I did not order Gibby yet. I will, but I, did, I haven't yet because uh, salty. Just salty about that. I guess while I'm talking about um, while I'm talking about Magic Ninja, I can mention uh, Attack of the Ninjas that was last night. And I don't know if I mentioned it before, but there's the exclusive CD for the people who attended, um, which is a compilation album of pretty much everybody on MNE. It's basically a Buckshot album. <laughs> I think he's the reason that it got put together. Um, but I am going to be getting a copy of that. I had one reserved by by a friend, so I can't wait to get that in and hear that. Um, I feel like I'm more excited for that than I am the James Garcia record. <laughs> but hey, in like seven years or whatever, we will talk about this exclusive CD that you could only get there. 
<laughs> we'll see. It's gonna. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I am bummed that there's only uh, one track with super famous fun time guys, and it's a remix of the Cabal song. But eh, you know, that's life. That's fine. Bucks, I think, on like six of the eleven tracks. So it is essentially like a buckshot album, but there's it features everybody on MNE. I think it even features like some people who aren't officially on there. Like I think Insane E is on our, a track. But hey, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to hear it. And also at AOTN, I'm gonna do the shout out now. Um, even though I've been given props like the entire last like twenty four hours. Shout out to Stank Biscuits, who went to Attack of the Ninjas and was able to score me a one of one FF thirteen mask that is stylized like Venom from Marvel Comics. I as soon as I saw this thing, I was like, yo, I fucking need this. And I didn't realize it was a one of one until they said it there. So I'm the only person who has this Venom mask. I can't I can't fucking wait. And I'm gonna stop buying these masks for a long goddamn time because <laughs> I need to save money. That was like my last. So just shout out to Stank Biscuits. Don't let it get to your head, but you're cool. <laughs> Officially coming out tomorrow, Monday, the 23rd for everybody, or already available now if you were at the gathering, is Monday by Violent J. These were announced um, that Violent J is going to be doing singles that are for each day of the week. I think they're called Walking Home. And apparently this song is like 15 minutes long. That's fine. And um, it features some other people on it, but he's going to be doing these for every day of the week. And then there's going to be the, the weekend edition, which I think is going to be a, a version that has just the entire uh, week on there and maybe some new tracks. Maybe there's going to be a Saturday and Sunday. I don't know. But you can purchase it. It's going to be available on Psychopathic Vault. Um, again, if you were at the gathering, then you could have grabbed it already. It, my problem is it's, it's in a bundle. You can't buy this CD on its own. At least tentatively, you can't. Now, I don't know if they're going to set it up on the vault where you can buy just the CD on its own. As it sounds, it, you can't because they couldn't at the gathering. But it came with the CD. It came with a beanie, a comic. Uh, I guess that the, the track is based around. And a backpack. And it cost $117. I really could do without the extra merch. I just, I saw somebody who, you know, they were like, listen, I'll sell you the rest of the stuff. I just want the comic. I'm like, okay. That's interesting. I think they were selling for, like, the rest of the stuff are like 60 bucks. I don't need the other stuff. And personally, I... Like you guys know I need the music, but I could I could deal with waiting because I think what they're going to do is something similar to the pendulum where you have, you know, each month or whatever, you know, they release the comic and then and they release the single with it. And then at the very end, they have the pendulum tome. And I'm assuming the same thing is going to happen here. We're going to get a, you know, soft back that has all five comics or whatever and uh, at a compilation of the, the tracks. How much is that going to cost? I don't know. 
For all we know, that on its own might cost like fucking $80 or some shit. But hey, at least I'd have everything all at once and I wouldn't have had to buy it for all the other merch. I'm assuming that these next ones that are coming out are not also going to have beanies and um, uh, backpacks with them. I assume that it's going to be different merch each time. Uh, maybe there's going to be a full ensemble for you to wear. You're going to get a pair of shorts on one of them or something like that. I don't fucking know. I'm not really... Um, I'm, I'm not for all that extra merch. Just, I want the music. So we'll see. Maybe they're going to sell the CD on its own uh, tomorrow, Monday. Maybe they won't. It's just a matter of double-checking. I'll be refreshing the, the site tomorrow and just to see. I don't have any information on... Um, on Attack of the Ninjas because I really just haven't. Um, Twisted Seminar is actually taking place today, Sunday. Um, yes, I'm recording this the day that this is supposed to come out because it's fucking busy and lazy at the same time. <laughs> so I don't have any information on Twisted um, with their seminar. I know that the new, uh, the first issue of Haunted High Ons was going to be available at um, at a ta uh, or sorry at Astronomicon. Um, so I'm assuming there's going to be some information on that. We'll see. But um, I do have something very important to discuss with um, with regards to the gathering. Um, yesterday was the ICP. Um, seminar and I guess Violent J had a big announcement to make I, I got to watch part of it I didn't get to see all of this so uh, shout out to Beneath the Dirt um, for the cliff notes um, Violent J has confirmed that he basically had heart failure and he has AFib now AFib, he, he had went to the hospital because he just wasn't feeling right and he was getting winded by, you know, walking a short distance like to the mailbox. He went to the hospital. They did some kind of procedure to like, I guess like shock his heart or whatever. And then he felt fine and then three days later he went, you know, felt like shit again. So basically he's just going to be dealing with this for, you know, the rest of his life and it's... He said that it kind of showed him that he's got to take a step back. Because of this, they can't tour like they used to. And starting, uh, I believe, next year, they are going to be doing a farewell tour. Now, what this means is they are going to do, they, this is going to be a slow tour. Um, so instead of doing like, you know, five, six shows in the, uh, a week, it's going to be three or four a week. And it's going to be in the U.S., in Canada, in Europe, and in Australia. So this is obviously going to be the biggest tour they've ever done. Probably the biggest tour they've done since, you know, Malenko or Jekyll Brothers. Um, it is not going to be the end of them doing shows, however. They said they're still going to do... Big Ball is. They're still going to do Hella Wicked's. They will still do the gatherings. And I think 
they said that they still want to try and do, like when this tour is done, they're still going to attempt to do one show a month. And he said that they like doing the theme shows, kind of like the, the prominent ones um, that happened. They said the, the, the Hillbilly Hootenanny one they did in June was, was a lot of fun. So they want to still do something like that, and they're not going to relegate them to just being in Detroit. Like, they will go to other areas. So, um, the Gathering, they said, is going to be different, though. I think they said that it's going to be called the Gathering of Dreams, which is basically ICP just getting a bunch of people that they would love to have seen perform. I don't think that that rebrand really needs to happen, because guess what? Still the gathering. Still the gathering of the Juggalos. Sounds like that's that shift is taking place next year. So did I get fucked over by not going to the gathering this year? I don't know. Maybe. I know that this is like a downer, but this is something that should have been anticipated. I've been saying for a while now, I don't think that Violent J can tour like he used to. You know, whether it was for health or, or, you know, for physical health or mental health reasons, I feel like something was different. And I was wondering if maybe they needed to take a step back. And I had so many people disagree with me. I'm not going to be the person to say I told you so. Because for the situation, it's not right. But Violent J is 49, which by most accounts is middle-aged, but... Due to, you know, lifestyle, touring, and everything. It's obviously weighed on him. ICP has given a lot of us a great deal of joy and happiness and sense of community. Is it sad that, you know, we're not going to get, you know, a tour every year or something like that? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I've only seen ICP four times in concert. I will not miss the farewell tour. If it comes to Pittsburgh, I will not miss it. I will go. And I'll do what I can now the time of my life. Upside of this, we're going to be getting more music far more consistently because obviously they won't have to worry about touring. So, We'll we'll see how that goes. Yum Yum is definitely coming on Halloween. Um, my assumption is Halloween slash Halloween is taking place on a Sunday this year. So the people who get to attend Halloween will have the first opportunity to purchase it. And then it'll be available for everybody else to buy the following Friday, which is the anniversary of the Wraith Shangri-La. November 5th, 19 years. We just have to acknowledge that, you know, this year was the 20th anniversary of Tales from the Lotus Pot and nothing was said. I get it, but it's still a bummer. It sounds like we're going to get um, more of the Patreon shows because Patreon has been a lot of fun for ICP. Um... I'm curious if they're going to shift it to a monthly thing. I didn't get to see that. Um, I'm, again, just looking at the cliff notes that, that Rombone put. 
but they said they're going to have more involvement from the Juggalos, which I think is kind of cool. Um, I don't, I've, I've barely watched any of them. And the coolest one that I, you know, saw was the fucking, you know, when they make the EP. I loved that. I still think that some people are fucking stupid for their decisions, you know, to ruin such a good song like Jay's Forehead. But that's beside the point, you know, fuck it. Again, this is, it's sad. It's it's a fucking bummer that ICP has to, you know, take a step back. But we knew it was going to happen. We knew it. And I think a lot of people just didn't want to focus on it. Maybe we thought more, we had more time with it. But, unfortunately, that's life. Getting close to wrapping it up now, but I just want to say this. In regards to The Gathering and Astro, and I tweeted about this. Um, and I was actually really surprised the the fucking response. Well, not necessarily response, but I got a lot of, uh, a lot of activity on it. A lot of likes. Which made me, uh, you know, made me feel... Good about myself. If you went to the gathering or you went to Astro, I hope that you had fun. I, I really do. I hope that you had a fucking blast. But stop talking shit about the other event. Stop being an asshole to the people who went to the other event. And maybe the person listening, you're not that person, and if so, then great. But if you are that person who is just sunk into this tribalistic bullshit, calling people fucking juffs because they go to Astro or whatever, or psychopathic is a dying shit. Why would you go to the gathering? Shut the fuck up. Let people have fun. I know people who went to both. I know somebody who went, I think, to the gathering on Friday and then went to, I think they went to Astro yesterday. Let people have some fucking fun. And shit, for all we know, maybe. It's 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 a shitty way to think about it, but maybe, maybe this is a wake up call. Maybe that seminar that ICP had, maybe that will be a wake up call for both sides, and maybe something can get repaired. Who knows? Maybe that's wishful thinking on my part. But here's the thing: if you're still hating Twisted for leaving, for signing Young Wicked or any of that. Just ignore it, because it doesn't affect you if, if all you're focused on is psychopathic. And vice versa, if you're salty with how ICP's been handling things and you think Magic Ninja's doing everything fucking great, that's fine, just shut the fuck up about ICP then. All you're doing is just harboring more negativity, and it's unnecessary. That's, that's all. I'm going to jump off that soapbox. Before I sign out here, I just want to uh, give a shout out to uh, Joker's Gallery from uh, Fago Lovers, as well as Luke the Goon and Mike Sears for having me on Five Piece. Um, the episode is not out yet. I just recorded that with them on Tuesday, 
And I think that that should be out in the next uh, like two weeks or something. I, I know that whenever it's posted, I will let you guys know. It'll be on the socials. Um, but I got to chat with them for about an hour. Um, and we chatted about, uh, for those who don't know what five pieces, it's basically a top five um, from each person who's, who's on there. And um, I suggested top five posse cuts. Now, you'll know that if you listen to that four-hour episode I did with the homie Jiggles, I did a top five of my top five posse cuts. And guess what? I looked at that list and I said, some shit needs to fucking change. <laughs> so if you didn't want to hear that because you think it's going to be exactly the same, well, there's some fucking news for you. It's not. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun talking with them. I talk, We talked for like two and a half hours or something and only an hour of it is recorded. So um, go ahead and check that out whenever it drops. Check out some of the older episodes because there's some, there's some good shit. But they're good people. So again, Joker's Gallery, Luke Lagoon, Mike Sears from uh, Speak Your Clout. Um, much love to y'all. Thank you for having me on, and I really look forward to being on again. And um, and just because, if you haven't heard it, uh, go check out the most recent um, ICP with We. They're ICP with We now, not ICUP with We. But go ahead and check out their most recent uh, episode where it was just them talking about season four. And they basically just, you know, stroked the ego of of juggalo judgment a lot that episode like two-thirds of it was just them like giving us props which uh you know i always like hearing that (laughs) keep eyes out because we are we are for sure in the process of finishing up our patreon um we are just trying to get the tiers sorted out um, just because Patreon's kind of weird of how they want you to set things up. Um, but we are in the process of getting that set up. And if you are able to subscribe to the Patreon, if, if you have the extra, don't, if, if you're not able to, don't worry about it. We get it. Okay. But if you are able to support it, then we thank you more than we could ever fully convey. And, uh, eventually we will be working on a, a merch store, um, we have a new logo um, graciously uh, created by Aaron from ICP with We. Um, I'm so excited for, for to use this logo on shit. You have no idea. And um, I actually intend, I fully intend to get some stickers made. I've never been a sticker person, but I know people dig some stickers. But I'm going to get some stickers made, and I'm going to um, give them out to people at the Twisted Show in October. So I'm looking forward to that. And... Um, that's about it. So um, thank you, as always, for listening to Mike Check and listening to Juggalo Judgment. Um, remember, you can follow us pretty much anywhere that social media's uh, got us at Juggalo Judgment or hit me up uh, personally. Twitter, at Mike Spawn, the SEJ, or Instagram, Straight Juggalo. Uh, that's all I got. So as always, stay safe. Much love to y'all. Peace out.